your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. So uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated uh, if you were listening on YouTube. You kind of got the rundown. If not, we'll be looking at Gabe Landeskog and Nazem Kadri, uh, their pending return, who exits the lineup when they do return. And then we will be looking at the we'll be at four specific teams who are in the mix for playoff spots and uh, what that means for the Avalanche. Because one of these four teams will likely be their first-round matchup who would we like it to be? We'll kind of look at their schedules. Who has it easy? Who has it rough? Kind of make some guesses on who could get in uh, to the playoff rounds. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. Uh, why don't we start this thing with the uh, most important thing, which is anything avalanche related. And of course, our captain and second line center, who's having a standout season, obviously with Nazem Kadri, both uh, out with injuries right now, expecting them, I would think both to return around the same time, uh, maybe like the last week of the season to get a, a handful of games in before the playoffs start. But the big question is now if I mean they're the last two, right? Well, Ryan Murray's still out. Okay, but I, he's not going to crack the the list for defensemen. These two guys clearly will in the forward slots. Big pieces of the puzzle for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, when they eventually do come back, that's really it. Everybody should be 100% healthy. So what would a full 100% avalanche healthy roster look like when these two come back? Who are the odd men out? Well, when you ask this question, I think this is something that's also being thought about on the team. You can say that because Abe Kubel has been playing really good lately. He know, know. he can hear he can hear footsteps. He can hear the captain dusting off his coat and <laughs> he's he's coming back in the door. Um, and, and when Nas comes back, you know, that's a roster spot, especially with his play all year, but you know, there's going to have to be some adjustments, some moves. And we've already seen EJ scratched. We've seen McDermott scratched who right now on this team. Now I have a couple and I know in Landy's absence, they flipped Berkey on the ice, which has been, I mean, it's kind of helped him, but it kind of hasn't. So do we restore Berkey back to his natural position? There's a lot of things you could play around with on this team right now. And what makes sense, especially you mentioned they could come back with a couple games left and they're playing around with how the lines work together. What do you do to make them work well together? Do you restore everything back to normal and adjust the bottom six? Yeah, I do. I mean, this is the playoffs. Like, we're not messing around. You know, like, it's not time to drop Landeskog to the second line. Again, not a demotion. 
uh, but just to you know fortify the second line, make that a little bit stronger, or drop Ranton into the second line for for whatever stupid reason. Like you don't do that. You don't do that. No. Like you you once you get Landeskog back, your big three is your top line. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just going to be that way. So then let's look at the second line. I mean, your second line is Kadri. It is Nachuskin, and it's usually Burakovsky. Now we we took a a listener question not that long ago about dropping Burakovsky down to the third line just because he's so inconsistent. And again, I don't know if the Avalanche would do that. I think they just want they they want to. I think they're going to start anyway, round one, game one, with the lines that we've come to know as far as the top six. So I think Burakovsky's in there. I think he like because you have to you have to give him the chance to to play the way that we know that he can because it's the playoffs. And I know that's not a given. But if if he can play, like he has that lethal shot. And you and if if like we said before, you ride you ride the wave with him and you can just you only hope that he enters the playoffs on a on a, an upswing and he's a no-brainer for the second line. So I think you have to start him. Game one, you have to put him on the second line. And your second line is him, it's Burkowski, Kadri, and Nachuskin. I, I just feel like that's that's you have to go with what, what you know, and I think that's it. Can I tickle your ear for just a minute here? Uh, okay. Can we drop Berkey to that third line and put Lekkonen up there with Nuke and Kadri? No, I don't. I don't want to do. I understand a lot of people will say that, and I don't want to do. Oh, go ahead. All right, you're giving me. You're giving me the hold on. So go. This is before the playoffs. Yep. Drop him right out there. You're firing Berkey up a little bit. You're testing out Kadri, Nuke, and Lekkonen. Yep. Go with it for a game. Yeah, I mean, I would do it in the regular season. That's fine. And he's messing around with lines in, right now. So, and I have no problem with it. And then, if this is where your hand needs to be forced, if this works and that second line's popping off, who knows? Berkey could find his place on that third line. Okay. But then, so then what would your third line be? Your third line would be Burkowski. It would New be, hook. it would be Newhook and Comfer. But then you have two left wingers. Berkey's flipped before. Yeah, I'm not too concerned with that. I, I kind of like these guys are professionals. I feel like if yeah. you want to switch them, you can switch them. If you want like, to do that, just thinking of that line, that's appealing. Newhook, Comfort, yeah. and Berkey. I kind of really like that. I don't. I don't, <sighs> man. I don't. I, I just I I like Lekkonen on that third line with those two guys because I I just feel like that's. An, well, I mean, may, may, I don't know. I, see, I can't, I, I'm going back yeah. and forth on it. Like, going, it, it, it's some good, it's some bad. And here, but here's why I don't like it is because I don't put, I don't like putting Nachuskin, who's your best four checker, and Lekkonen, who is now probably your second best four checker on the same line. It would be a fantastic line in terms of, you know, forcing the issue. But then you're you're really leaving your third line without any of that with those guys because Burkowski doesn't do it. Newhook is okay at it, but he's still learning. And then Comfer doesn't really do it. So you're really leaving your third line. It's it's an offensive line or bust for that line. 
But if you have an aggressive forecheck, like, I mean, super aggressive second line forecheck. Yeah. We talked about in the last episode about minutes. What yeah. better way to buy time for that first line than let him go out there and then just forecheck the crap out of who, that, that next line. And then you're buying time for your third line. And then your fourth line is going out there. And that top line, the three-headed monster, they're going to be so rested. Then you're going to go back out there and pot a goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. And, I mean, it's not. I w- it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world offensively mm-hmm. to have Bur- Burkowski, Newhook, and Confer. Uh, but I- I'm thinking kind of like big picture. And I'm thinking what would be more difficult, what would be a more difficult matchup for an opponent? And I th- and I think it would be Burakovsky on a second line with with Kadri and Newhook that because that is a great defense that's a good two way line and 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 with Burakovsky being the liability defensively there it's still and, a good two way line. And can you imagine catching a team off a shift? You get done checking and defending Nathan McKinnon in that top line, and then you have to deal with Nuke and Lekkinen and Kadri. Yeah, it's like be, you're going yeah. to exhaust them, and then that second line could pop off for a goal, and then you're going to mess up the shift changes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of factors that could be applied with a heavy forechecking second line, and that would be a really interesting experiment that I would like to see Bednar do. Is like this is our scoring line, this is our forecheck line, this is just your your grindy third line, like right. Your speed, you know, you're going to outskate someone. You're going to make them make a mistake. And that fourth line is just somebody to go out there, clean it up, keep it tight. Right. And when Nate's ready, throw him back out there. Which would be what? What's your what's their fourth line? And this would be who's on the way out. You know, you have those two guys in in um, Landeskog and Kadri coming back. So who's left is Abe Kubel, Cogliano, Darren Helm. Nico Sturm, Logan O'Connor. I, you know, I, I still think this team is just in love with Logan O'Connor. So I feel like he's in there. I, you can't get rid of, of Nico Sturm. I think he has played fantastic. And he, you could even argue he could be the third line center. True. And, and, and moving, uh, you could, well, Helm is is on the fourth line. He's been playing a lot better. Um, do you Do you move Cogliano? I mean, you just got him in a trade, and then are you going to not put him on the active roster for the playoffs. That's a possibility. Who's your fourth line right now? Darren Helm. Yeah. I'm going to put Sturm out there. Who's the center? I would I would much rather him be the center. What Darren Helm's doing right now, you can easily relegate that to a wing, and I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Because if you can win a faceoff on that fourth line, and then have the upper hand on a shift change to bring out that first line. That's and like Sturm's got the faceoff numbers. Yeah. So and then of course LOC, but to have LOC and Helm, because I I honestly I don't think Cogliano's done enough to prove himself a spot on the roster. When but I don't feel we're like talking he's done about horrible either. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel. Then like we're talking about Jost again. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Cogliano knows his place. He's, he's been around long enough to know like what, what his, his, what he's supposed to do out there. And I think that's why they got him to be like the elder statesman and, and have some experience going into the playoffs. But so do you get rid of that? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're so what's your fine what's your what's your fourth line then? You got Helm, you got Sturm, and you Sturm. got O'Connor. LSC. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm telling you why you keep Cogliano in there, but I, I just, I, I kind of would have to push him out and not by any fault of his own. I just, yeah. I just really like what Nico Sturm offers in his size and his face-off ability. I li- and then I like the the speed factor of Logan O'Connor and Darren Helm. Yeah, and I think those are four tough lines to to go up against. Yeah, it's it's, it's a. And when you look at all four lines on paper, you're like, okay, this team deserves to win the President's Trophy. They deserve to make a push in the playoffs. Right. And you really feel good about that roster. Yeah, you really do. So we'll we'll see in a couple of weeks, hopefully when both Kadri uh, and Landis Cog return. We might not even see it, though, in the regular season. We, we, you know, we might not know because I think he's going to play around with things like he has been doing on the defensive end. He's been doing it a lot. Um, he's doing it on the, on the forward side here and there, but I think when those two guys come back, you're going to see it for the last week, if that's when they come back. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what, who, who makes the grade on those bottom six. It'll be fun. And so, if they expand these playoff rosters, we could change yeah, them as we need to. As we want to. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's hear from Shady Rays. Mr. Sullivan, you can uh, throw those bad boys on right now. Yes. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 pair of sunglasses for a fraction of the price. And that means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. So head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, that code is locked on for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. <laughs> They're great. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I've worn Shady Ray for actually a few years. And when I heard that they were uh, going to be a sponsor here, I was like, oh, I can easily talk about them. And I've used that. I've used the protection plan. And it's no joke. All you do, I think you pay like seven bucks for the shipping and it's a new brand new pair. No questions asked. I'm telling you, like, I'm a sunglasses freak. Like, I've had a heat stroke like a couple years ago and the light affects me. So sunglasses are a big thing for me. These are a game changer. And especially you lose them, you break them, get them replaced. You want these replaced. You can't go out and find anything that's as good as these. I can promise you that. All right, let's get to the playoff picture. We know where the Avalanche stand. They will have the West under wraps. All that's kind of left is the President's Trophy, obviously. But there are several teams fighting for playoff positions. And just bringing up the standings now, um, you have – right now you you have – where we are? Here we go. Um, Nashville holds the first wild card. Dallas holds the second. And they are one point – uh, differentiated between the two of them. Same amount of games played. Vegas 
is the first team out right now. So Vegas is two points out of Dallas for the last wild card spot, but they are also two points out of the Kings, who have the number three spot in the Pacific. So those four teams between the Kings, Predators, Dallas, and Vegas, that's going to be like the last team in likely. So let's take a look at their schedules and kind of uh, kind of guesstimate what they have for the rest of the season and who where they will finish. You know, will, will they be playing the Abs? Which one of these teams will be playing the Abs, and which one kind of do we want them, want to be playing the Avalanche? So let's start with. And if you're watching on uh, YouTube, we're going to have their schedules up on the screen. So let's start with Los Angeles. All picture, right. picture, Hello. like Mister Rogers. There <laughs> so there's the Kings. Uh, they've had a couple games already, obviously in in April. <clears throat> But not a, not, you know, there's not a lot of games left in the season. And the first thing that jumps out at me for them is, you know, they have more games on the road than they do at home. They only have three games left at home for the Kings. But it's a pretty favorable schedule. You're playing Chicago twice. You're playing Anaheim twice. And you're playing Colorado. You are playing, that's Wednesday. So, and that is the second game of the back-to-back, as you can see, between mm-hmm. Chicago. You're a, a, a back-to-back away. That's a pain in the butt, which the Avalanche just did in, in Canada. But you're away against Chicago and then away against Colorado back-to-back. And then, you know, <clears> on <throat> the bottom there, you see at Seattle and at Vancouver to finish things. So it's not the toughest of schedules. So I think L.A. is is – I would say they're in. I think they can win the majority of these games, and I think they're in. If you're watching on YouTube, I would like you to take with your finger and circle that – 13th date. Yeah. Just hold on to it. That's us. You got Columbus, then you got Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver. Anaheim eliminated from postseason contention. Mm. Should Colorado (laughs) fluff this thing? (laughs) Fluff it. (laughs) No. Because honestly, look at the rest. Why could, for, for, for what reason? What's the next team we're about to look at? I know, but but so, and we'll get to them, but. I, I bring asking, this up because that shiny gold team that never loses anything. Yeah. Is really prepping to bring back Mark Stone to really beef up that power play. Yeah. And you got Eichel and they're starting to really like. It's it's win or go home for the Knights, and they're not used to it. So they're putting something together. L.A. Well, can control this for the Avalanche, where it keeps Vegas out entirely. I don't. How I, great I would that be? That's I, a well, win already. See, so it's like, do you want Vegas just out of the playoffs? I would rather Vegas screw up on their own, and and you know lose a playoff spot on their own without the help of anybody else, especially the Colorado Avalanche. But um, I don't know, for the Kings, like they they pretty much control their destiny right now. Uh, and I feel like they're in. I just feel – I don't feel like this is too difficult of a schedule. You know, you have Colorado, and that's it for your tough matchups. That's it. That's Maybe I mean, Vancouver. Vancouver, okay. I'll give you Vancouver, and that's at, that's at home. But – um, I feel like that's if if that's 
And they do end that on a back-to-back too, which sucks for them at Seattle and then at Vancouver. So you have two back-to-backs, both uh, road games for those back-to-backs. So that's a little bit of a pain in the butt. But I don't know. I just feel like if if, you, if they are at that stage where they are, they got to win that game, they're going to be up for it. So I, this is going to be I, one of those avalanche games that I hope we don't win seven to one, that we break the spirit of the Kings rolling into Columbus, like playing the Columbus game, going to Anaheim. I hope we don't break their spirits and then allow Vegas to come roaring back because that's well, going to be a problem. Let's look at Vegas. Uh, there is the Ugh. Vegas schedule. <laughs> let, let me move it up a little bit because some of these games are already played, obviously. So there you go with Vegas. Um, a little bit tougher. You're playing more. How many they got left? Three, five, six, seven, eight. They have nine left. Okay. And again, only three at home. So six on the road. And who are you playing? Okay. You're playing Vancouver. You're playing Calgary. So that's a tough game. You're playing Edmonton. They've been playing well. Uh, Dallas, okay. Capitals. Capitals are fighting for a spot. San Jose, all right. There's the game, 26th, April 26th. You have uh, the Vegas Golden Knights against the Dallas Stars. Boy, is that going to be a circled game because that is going to be a fight. And then you finish up uh, the very next day against Chicago and then on the road against St. Louis. There's three games in a row. You have two three-game road trips yep. for the rest of the season. I think that, that that's a tougher schedule than than what L.A. has. And is it enough? It, can, can they do it? And and who knows what's going on with Mark Stone? I don't think they can bring him back. I don't think the cap is going to work for them until uh, you know the playoffs to bring him back. I think this is an uphill challenge for, for Vegas. And I will say this. You're saying should ha- the Avalanche have – you know, should they fall on the floor and and let take it to overtime? Over? Get a point. Everybody gets a point, right? In in some some weird like crazy way, I I I want I want Vegas to make the playoffs so they play the Avalanche and the Avalanche just wipe the floor with them. I want revenge from last year. I do. I don't I don't like the easy road to the cup, and if Vegas somehow makes it, I'm fine with it because. They they I mean, if they make it and they are the the second wild card that's who will play. I want that matchup. I think the Avalanche are geared for revenge being the second round. I don't care who's in that second round. I'd mm-hmm. rather I'd much rather get past the second round than Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Like once you do that, if, if you whoever you get by in the first round, now all the eyes are on you. Yeah, because it's the Avalanche in the second round again. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll see. I think this is tough. This is a tough road for you. Have some tough games in there. Vancouver, you know, okay. Calgary obviously is tough. Edmonton. So those three games on the road are tough. And then you have Washington and Dallas. So a much, much tougher schedule for Vegas. Can they do it? Just seems like ever since they've come into existence, everything goes their way. Uh, So until they are officially eliminated, I will never say that they are out of it completely. All right. Uh, let's hear from Bet Online and Rock Auto, and then we'll get to Nashville and Dallas. So, betonline.net, your number one source for all of your sports betting needs, stats, and sports information. Uh, first, uh, excuse me, find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information. 
from live bettings to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and the action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. And by rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain or auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning when you have a computer and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Let's go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your cart or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com all right we got the kings and vegas uh golden knights out of the way so let's bring up who we got here nashville yeah let's do nashville <laughs> there's nashville all again. the mustard ugh. yeah i know it's just ugh. don't like it um but it's very organized it's like an excel spreadsheet their their schedule it's like they have the Nerds. same days off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um so they let's see what they got they have more home games than away games they only have three away games the rest of the season with three five seven home games Wow, that's that's favorable, but much beefier competition. Much, much. You are playing the Oilers. You're playing St. Louis. You're playing Minnesota. You're playing Calgary twice. You're playing Tampa. You're playing Colorado. It doesn't. End. I mean, well, it ends with Arizona. But man, the, only, the only easy ones here are San Jose and Arizona. So yeah, you got you got a lot of games left. A lot of them at home. All of those other well, you got Chicago. I forgot Chicago. All right, so you got three games that are on the the you'll be favored side. All those other ones, that is a haul. That is by far the roughest schedule to finish the season. That especially if you get two games with Calgary and then you got Tampa in there as well. That's mm-hmm. like taking a dryer ride with a bunch of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like and by the time you go yeah. to Colorado and by the way don't forget those other two schedules that we are looking at they're also going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if Nashville's starting to drop these games they're also dropping with LA climbing and then you got like the Knights climbing if everybody else is having a more favorable schedule you have to survive this to stay in. It's tough. I mean, and they're they're in a, a good spot right now. I mean, they're they're number one in the wild cards. They're three up on Vegas, and Vegas, I think, you know, has, has a difficult schedule as we just saw. Somewhat difficult. It's not this. It's yeah, not three you, three you, giving you games. See, it's not going to keep you there. No, you could see Nashville fall right out of the picture because these, are, uh, you know, the saving grace for them is you know the the two difficult uh, games on the road are Colorado and Tampa. Everything else is at home. So you do have that home crowd. It's a tough arena to play in. I get that. So, and who knows when when you're playing at Colorado? That's the second to last game of the season for them. I don't know. It's it's probably the second to last game of the season for Colorado too. I'm not sure exactly, but 
if things are wrapped up for Colorado by then, who knows how they'll, you know, I, I mean, for the president's trophy, who knows how they'll play that game. That's down the road. But this is, you just look at this on the surface. That's, that's tough. I mean, and, and Nashville is a good team, so they can win some of these, but you're playing top. I mean, that back-to-back, you have a back-to-back in Tampa, and then the very next day you're at home against Minnesota. So that's tough. And then you have a day off and then in Calgary. That's a tough stretch right there. And these road games, like you mentioned, Colorado and Tampa, the road games Nashville has to play. This is also towards the tail end of the season. And I know this feels like three and a half years ago, but this season also endured COVID cancellations. So the ticket redeeming games are usually pushed for this part of the season. So all of these road games and home games are going to be rocking barns. Mm. And it's like, if you're going, if this is your chance to see Tampa before the playoffs, you're going to pack out that barn for a Nashville versus Tampa game. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be hard to steal one on the road. Very much so. Yeah. That's that's daunting, man. You look at that and you're like, man, okay. I feel I feel bad for him now. Good luck. Good luck. Well, maybe not good luck. It's it's Nashville. We're not wishing them any luck. Yeah, I just feel bad for them. (laughs) And finally, Dallas. Uh, There's Dallas. There's some uh, green screen on stores. Whatever. So they have they're another team with uh, three road games and more home games. See three, four, so seven home games. We got yeah, Tampa, <clears throat> that's tough. Minnesota, you're in Vancouver. Then look at that back to back. You're you're in Edmonton and then in Calgary, back to back. That's rough. <clears throat> you got a pretty simple one against Seattle. There's that twenty uh, sixth game against Vegas. Uh, you follow that up with Arizona, and then a day off, and then you're home. Uh, against Anaheim. So you have four games in a row at home to end the season. So that's nice. Two, three of them should be cakewalks with the only one, you know, that's circled is the, the Vegas game. So, uh, but some tough teams in here too. This is, this is, you know, the, the two, our division rivals have a very tough go of it. I would say Nashville's is the toughest. I would say this, you know, Dallas and Vegas are kind of the same. And I think, I think the Kings have the easiest road right now. Yeah. And Dallas ending the season with rivals, like Dallas can't stand Vegas. Dallas can't stand Anaheim and Dallas can't stand Arizona all at home, like rowdy environments, but there's going to be a lot of bad blood, especially if Vegas's series. I mean, season is over by this point. There's going to be high frustration. So it could be chippy and you want to try and get out alive to get to the playoffs. That last week of the season for Dallas is interesting, more interesting than it looks on paper. Yeah. So how does this wind up? Who's, uh, you know, those are kind of the four teams that probably are going to be in it. You have Vancouver kind of on the outside. I don't know if they can make up that much ground by the end of the season. Anything's possible. Uh, But between these four, how do you think it ends up? And who's the Avalanche first first round opponent? I say I honestly I feel like we're playing Dallas that first round. Okay. And I'm not excited about it by any mm-hmm. means. And I hope it's one of those situations that Dallas gets beat up in that last week of the season and they come limping into that first round knowing what they have in front of them 
and it's a four game, five game series. That's what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping for. I think, uh, you know, the teams that are in that have that are in playoff slots right now. I think it stays that way. I, th- I think the Kings have the easiest road. Mm-hmm. So I think they will remain three and third in the Pacific. And then as far as the wild cards go, I think it's the Predators and the Stars, but I think they're flipped. I think the Stars will be the number one wild card team. And I think Nashville, that that is a tough, tough schedule, but I just feel like they will rise to the occasion. I just don't want to say that they're going to lose all those games. I feel like they have something to play for. They're going to work their butt off to, to win those games. And I just don't see Ve- Vegas being able to overcome and i don't as far as i know the the mark stone thing is still i I don't see how they can bring him back i haven't really kept up with it that much but to my knowledge i still think they're i I saw that he was working with the team today yeah that's fine that's fine he can work with the team all he wants but i don't know how he's going to come back in the regular season i don't i can't see how that's possible and because of that that is going to hurt them i don't think they can overcome that uh, I, I think their schedule is difficult enough for them not to be able to get into the postseason. And I think the Stars is a little bit easier than the Predators. So I think they flip, and I think it's Avalanche Preds in the first round. Which actually might be more beneficial to the Avs because of the Roman Yossi conversation. The awards aren't handed out until game after game three of the Stanley Cup. Mm. So if but want- they're not based on playoffs, you know. But no. Yeah. But I know it's not. Right. But what better way? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. What better way <laughs> yeah. for Kale McCarr to come victorious over Roman Yossi? And just for, you know, for kicks, let's just kick Dutchie out of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, what do you guys think? We're, we're just going to go. I mean, it's coming down to the wire here. A handful of games left. So we're going to know the answer to this in a few weeks. But who do you think it's going to be? And second question is, who do you want it to be? It's kind of two different things. So the Hartford uh, Whalers of 1992. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I said, like I think it's going to be Nashville, and in some weird, twisted way, I want it to be Vegas because I want to kick them out of the playoffs. That I, I get don't. No want greater that. satisfaction than that. No greater yeah. satisfaction than that. It's one mission. One mission is what I hear. Yeah. So is that that mission is the cup? I don't care what regular season beef what happened last year 20 years ago i want the cup i don't care who's in the way yep totally agree all right that will wrap it up for today uh we have another day off tomorrow so kyle and i will be back tomorrow we got some other things planned for tomorrow's episode and uh we'll be talking to everybody i'm sure on the socials about all the stuff that we talked about here today so uh that'll wrap it up thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated and we'll be back tomorrow with uh some more avalanche related stuff until then he's mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i'm chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go